Hey, can I ask you something? Huh? What? Can I ask you something? No. Don't, Don't ask, ask me nothing. nothing! You are now tuned in to the Don't Ask Me Nothing podcast. So, today I have a special guest. <laughs> A special guest, and you guys know him because you guys have asked for me to bring him on. He had like 50,000 impressions right when I put Diego Muglier. I also made his Twitter so I was able to tag him so you guys can actually see him because he didn't know how to use Twitter. He doesn't even really use Twitter. <laughs> so, I have Diego Mugler here today. What's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here after weeks and weeks, weeks. and weeks. I know. We finally, <laughs> we finally got to do this. So, we're just going to talk about... people. I don't want to talk about really legendary because people know you through legendary, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't know you other than Vogue. Yeah. So, the reality is we're going to talk about everything that we can't talk about in the amount of time that we have. We don't have long, but we're going to get what we can get out of him today. So, Diego, introduce yourself. <laughs> what, why do people know you? What is it about you? What's your sign? What the fuck? Okay, okay, okay. Um, for those who don't know me, <laughs> for some of those who do, I am the legendary Diego Miyaki Mugler. Um, I mean, there's a lot to share with you guys. A lot. Um, I'm originally from North Carolina. That's where I grew up at, a little small town called Greensboro. And I relocated here when I was about like 18 and got into the ballroom scene. And... Uh, that's how I became Diego. <laughs> okay, so ballroom scene Diego. So let me skip from eighteen. Does everyone know your age? Your age, age? Or we I ain't telling these folks my age. From eighteen to twenty-five. Well, I okay? did. Well, I well we can rewind back because I think I joined the scene before, before moving. But yeah, before moving to New York, so I became this person my alter ego Diego um, I became that person around 15 15 years old I came up with that name okay um, my wow. Spanish wow. teacher Spanish. I took a Spanish class um, and I didn't have she converted everybody's names um, into Spanish names in okay. class and we got extra credit for using the name in class and outside of class God. and I'm not gonna say you guys my real name but oh, no, <laughs> but um, no, I would say my real name is Deshaun and that converted over to Diego. Diego, right. So, well, it didn't convert over. She was just like, I'm going to name you Diego. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, why not? So I mean, it's, it's a nice name. It, got, it goes with you. So. You know, I go by Deshaun, I go by Sean and I go by Diego. So there's three different people that I have to balance. Girl, so, also equal, also equal, also <laughs> so let's. Skip and fast forward from that time to 2018. That's when, 2017, 2018. That's when I met him, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you where I was working. 
because that's nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's where I met Diego. And I'll tell you right now, the experience with Diego was the most fun, shady experience <laughs> I've ever had in my life, okay? Because I've never ever, I've never worked with, I've worked with plenty of gay men, but I've never worked with personalities like him because it was just like, I would see myself in him and it was so annoying. Because, well, she's a Leo. Yeah, We're she's both a Leo. Leos. <laughs> so, like, I see myself in him, and it was just like I was gagging because I was like, "What the fuck? I can't, I can't stand it." I like the shade, everything from the dance moves, Ariana Grande. I remember when our job had like this Vogue, the Vogue party that they were, you know, doing this Vogue thing. thing mm-hmm. Um, and so. The people from from Vogue magazine when they had come in to like you know, I guess we were like kind of like collaborating with yeah. some different di- um was designer or something mm-hmm. like that, and they were playing music and here we go, Diego with the fucking they play Beyonce. That's all you have to do is play Beyonce for Diego and he goes off, right? <laughs> That's how it always starts. And they had some good fucking music and cute. the waiters. The waiters are fine. The waiters are cute. The waiters are fine as hell. Girl, I still, I still speak to one of them too. I know one of them very, 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 very well. <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of gagging that he was working. Oh really? Job, yeah. Oh. I was slightly gagging. I was gagging. Was he not supposed to be that, or was he? Yeah, I, I, he just never told me what he did for work, and then it was one of those things where he was kind of like. DL and it was just this weird exchange we were having and he was texting me while we were doing the event and I was just like really like it was just very weird so um yes I that was actually a very very weird um event no it was and I remember leaving with the artist nephew (laughs) (laughs) oh shit the artist nephew you guys don't know where I work, so you won't even know who the artist was. So, and then after that, he left. Mm-hmm. I got, I left. And <laughs> I left. And um, we just always maintained our friendship from that point on. But it really grew um, towards, I want to say. these past two years. Yeah, within the past two years, it really grew. Especially, like, recently, but then, like, the, since you coming back from Legendary... It's really grown yes, as well. I say. Um, and so the thing about Deshaun or Diego is that the way I see things is a lot of times the way he sees it, but then also he's the one who kind of like educates me on things that I don't understand. Like tra- the trans and the trans community, which I'm still learning and, and things of that nature. He puts me on, he gives me an open, broader idea of how the empathy and the communication should be when dealing with people in the trans community and things of that nature. Also, he makes you feel so sexually liberated. <laughs> That's the thing that he really does. He really makes you feel sexually liberated because <laughs> let's be real. I mean, we body. Everything is body with him, right? As for me, everything from the waist down is body for me, right? He's everything full package, right? So he actually pushes me and is like, bitch, put down the fucking 
fries and pick up a banana. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you gotta do. Like, this is this is the world we live in. Like, the gay world is very nitpicky, especially with the kind of guys I like. We like kind of the similar kind of guys. So it's like... We do. We do. So it's just like... But your taste is different. I have a broader taste. It just depends on what it's on the menu. <laughs> or what's available. Oh, yeah, what's available, what I'm hungry for bitch, at the moment. Because you give these eyes, you give these eyes, you give these eyes, it's like a fucking snake. Like, if you see a snake come up and look around, bitch, the eyes is just, like, giving very much... Well, I never, like... This glare. Yeah, I don't... I'm not... I don't approach guys. I've never been the type to approach guys. I'm always... I'm, I'm One thing about me, I hate the word no. I hate being told no. It's not about that word. Because I don't tell people no. So, like, even, even sometimes I want to be like, I don't feel like doing it no. I still won't tell you no. Yeah. I'll just do it because, I don't know, I just, I just, I'm, a, I'm such a people pleaser. Right. And that's just a part of my character and who I am as a person. And so, like, I've never been the type to really approach guys because I hate to be turned down. I would hate right. the word. I would hate for them hate to say, like, no. no. And that will, like, really, like, I don't know. I'm just a very shy person. I'm very, I'm shy, but I'm not shy. It's a Leo thing. Leos are, Leos are shy and said that they're, they're not shy. They hate rejection. And they hate the idea of being rejected. Yes. So you rejecting a Leo is, like, we take that very personal. Oh my god! Like we take that fucking very personal. Like you saying no, or especially when it's just like not that serious, and we will make it a thing. Cause you tell me no, bitch. I remember that for years, and girl, I'm, every chance I get, I'm gonna be trying to shine everywhere I go. Cause you're gonna see me and be mad that you see me. Like that's like. But you're gonna be mad that you didn't have me. Also, like, no, it's very like. Um, so yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago, mm-hmm. I ran into... I know who you ran into. You know what I'm talking I've seen him at the club. You've seen him, right. <laughs> I've seen a couple of people there. Mm-hmm. And it was getting very much of like, I did the most, I'm not gonna lie, I did the most because he was standing right over there. You know what I'm talking about? Short, body, trainer. No, 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 no. He was there, FYI. He was? He sure was. I've seen him. <laughs> Okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I'm talking about um, the Asian guy, tattoos. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know, yeah. I know know him. He hangs out with my friends. He hangs out with your friends. So, I used to talk to him. I know that, too. So, and that went left. Not because of me. It's never Lila's fault. It's because of them. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so I was doing the absolute most. As soon as I found a cute black guy, here I am on the dance floor, tonguing down somebody. In the... <laughs> it was the drugs. <laughs> it wasn't me. I promise you, it was not me. It was not. It was your alter, me. It was your alter ego. It was, my alter ego. was that which one was that? Was that was that Michael Da Vinci? That was no, no, no. That was Michelle. That was Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Minaj. That was what it is. <laughs> Because here I am in the club, tongue something down. I don't. I I knew them though. That's the thing. I knew yeah, who they were. It's fine. I used to talk to them, but it was just giving very much like, why not? It was a setting. After what I saw, I thought like that wasn't that bad. But what was going on? Because I seen some things, and I was so happy to see some things. Because I was just like, oh, I'll be at the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at the next one for sure. No, it's a fun party. No, it yeah, is. It's a very very fun do, party. Do you always? To- Get me out there. You're able to enjoy yourself. You're able to dance. 
Um, and that's what that's what I like. Bring you into a circuit party? No, I don't know what that is. You know, so, explain to a circuit party. Oh, what is it? I mean, it's a party just full of gays and. I mean, they. I mean, you have a lot of stereotypes about this. These types of parties, you know. Some people, you know, the people go there that do drugs, and it's no different than going to like a rave type of party, you know. Maybe that plays like rave, te- right? like yeah, like a rave, that. like a like a you know techno music and all that stuff. It's the same thing, but that's just full of straight people. Right. You know, the gays, they you know they get together, they dance, everybody's you know dancing, and you know they do drugs, you know. They're part- no, they're partying. Like, I mean, I if you, if you and if you want to go, if you want to go there and do drugs, you do drugs. If you just want to go there and just dance and have a drink, you can do that too. It was so it's it's very it was, fun because yeah, everybody's just shirtless. Everybody, there's no body shaming. There's no body shaming. You know, like all types of bodies there. Well, just everybody is just like I'm. I'm not body shaming. But I'm looking like. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not body shaming. But I'm just looking like oh. the music. The music's good. Uh, I just love house music. I love dancing. Yeah, music. So for me, any type of party that has a nice beat and you know I can just be free. Music as well. like, so I just everything. think I listen to everything. So yeah. for me, it's just like it's great. I love disco music. So yeah, I grew up to house music. I grew up to like. My you grew mom. up in Jersey? I grew up in Jersey, so like house yeah. music was really big in my family. Like, you know, my family listened to everything. I would go to cookouts and it would just be tons of house music being played. Right. And I would just be like, oh my God, and see my grandmother and my mom dance and my dad dance. So I think that's why I learned like uh, dancing and like music. It's like in you. Yeah. It's in you. And like when I went to my first circuit party, I had my idea of a circuit party. I was just like, if you close your eyes and you just think of like, I just thought of straight sex party, drugs, and white people. That's all I thought, right? It was that, but it wasn't, um, it didn't come off nasty, right? The way that people make you think. It just came up as like, people having really a good time and like outside of their body. Everybody was like outside of their body in a sense. And it was like a sense of like, um, a judge-free open space. And you don't get that in the real world. So when people go there, it's like people are going there because they want to they want to be in a judge-free zone. Yeah. And yeah. they want to be able to do whatever they, they want to do what they want to do in the steam rooms and know that it's okay <laughs> when the fuck they go in there. They look and it went down. That's why and it went the fuck down in there. I seen everything. But there's also straight people there too. The straight people there, there. It's like if you're just super, if you're like a liberal, open, sex positive individual, then that's the kind of place you you would enjoy the place. And between like it was giving like a carnival vibe. Yeah, it was like a was carnival. Was it all weekend? Well, the the theme was every every allegoria. There's a theme, and so the theme was carnival. And also, too, I like it because it's like usually themed, and so you know you 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 sometimes I dress up, um, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for Halloween, I always dress up. So um, and Halloween is like the best one. That's like the so they have best it twice one. a year. They have um, they usually have it, but this year they did it because they were supposed to do it for Pride. So this was kind of like the Pride one. I got that because vibe. we because we did because we it said Pride because yeah. it wasn't able to do it because of the COVID restrictions. Okay, um, even though this that's is the first this it really is wasn't any restrictions. This is the first time. Um, this is actually the second time that uh, he has done it. At Brooklyn Mirage, and that venue is just like it's so beautiful, it's yeah. so big, it's so spacious. Mirage. You know, you know, it's I, like I mean, I've, I've seen uh, Instagram stories. 
I mean, it's a huge venue, and I mean, you might as well just make a text thread with friends and try to. That's how the only way you're gonna find your friends, unless you like literally walking around looking, looking, looking. It's gonna take. You're gonna keep looking. You're gonna keep looking. Everybody outdoors, right? It's It's outdoors, outdoors, it's indoors. It's outdoors mixed with indoors. Indoors, so there's like different rooms. Yeah, go into so it's like an outdoor venue, like almost like think of Lollapalooza, right? But then outside of Lollapalooza, they would have different um venues that are indoor that you could just walk into walk through it was all connected it was like a big coliseum with the open top but then extra doors to go as like passages to get into different these, rooms the different rooms like different big and rooms. the rooms were big yeah they weren't they're, small they were yeah they were, they were huge and so and they were hot and they every, were hot. every room was hot <laughs> every room was hot i mean but not for nothing it's no no shame but it's like the 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 it wasn't that hot though no it was like you it was it was bearable yeah, it was yeah. because when you go to a club, sometimes you just be like, "I gotta go outside," and yeah. you gotta stay outside for like. I mean, it was nice. I th- I loved the venue. The vibe was great. I had an amazing time. It was my birthday. I was there celebrating and dancing with friends and loved ones, and I think that was like yeah, that me. was fun. And like he brought that me, was he, fun. they dragged me there. That's just the first like I do my all my first gay experiences when it comes to certain things. I either consult with him mm-hmm. or he invites me to them. So I don't really go out like I'm not really because you won't know until you experience it. You won't. You, you won't know? know. You'll be super judgy, and you'll just have this one-minded, one-sided idea. And luckily, you have friends like him where they'll tell you, you know, you're either gonna like it or you're, you're not. not. You're gonna like it or not, but try it. Like try it. If you don't like it, leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really that simple. What? Well, you don't like it? Take an Uber. Say goodbye. Let us know that you're okay. Go home. You know. Yeah. And I was there till six in the morning. I was there Damn. till about three. You the, no, bitch. I was at the three. I left at three thirty. Three what? Three thirty. I didn't stay till the end. You don't remember, but I left early. I left before you. No, you didn't. I left with. No, you didn't. Anthony. Mm mm. I left before you. I left before y'all. You left before us. Yep. Okay, well I was there so. Well, okay, let me be. Because I left out of that room. You were late. I no. Well, yes, but I had other issues I was taking care of at that during that day. Yes. So you know. I was being a nanny, <laughs> a nurse, <laughs> a nurse, a doctor. So that's what I was doing while I was there. So I had to turn back around because homeboy forgot his, his book bag. So, and I have dinner with him. So, so on another note, <laughs> well, that's what happens when you save a life. That's what we save a life. <laughs> so on another note, let's talk about dating. Uh, this is one of my favorite things talking about dating with people. Mm-hmm. What is your experience dating in New York City? Um, dating in New York City, um, dating in general is hard. Yeah. Um, it's I've, um, it's it's very very hard. It's almost like a relationship. You know, it's it's a, it's work. It's it it is work. Um, even if you're not in the relationship, you're right. dating somebody. So when you're consistently dating somebody and going on dates with somebody, that you're getting to know this person before you guys, you know, really commit to the relationship. So that right. is actually building a friendship, and it can be a little more intimate. Um, I feel like you know it's very hard dating um, in New York City. Um, it's it, it, it's very very hard dating in New York City. <laughs> you know you you. 
you you know you have those times where somebody's like oh I know this person and it's you know they how do you feel about those situations and you like cause the gay world is so small I mean the gay world in the United States of America is so I, small I stopped I, a long time ago I stopped doing I stopped doing that if I even had talked to the person or even if I wouldn't say anything to the, the person because I feel unless it's like a very, very close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, because my personal experience with the person, my experience and your experience may be different. Right. You know, that person may, you know, have been going through something they were dating me and couldn't and couldn't give me, you know, everything that they were supposed to. Right. Or, you know, and now they they healed or they're in a much better space and so they're able to focus on you know a relationship every you know people go through certain things in their life at a certain time so i feel like you know your the, the experience that you may have with somebody it's not going to always be that way and pe- i do believe that people do change me too um, some people don't get those second chances you know? and some people don't but i do feel like you know my personal experience may be different with this person so why sit there and judge that experience on somebody else you know i i think it's very unfair um but going back um it's very hard and you know we you know it's this city is a fast city you know (laughs) so you know it's really to i what i've been doing is really taking my time Mm -hmm. when i'm trying to get to know someone and instead of just jumping in a relationship i really think it's good to you know keep the playing field open you know kind of be honest um, which is sometimes it's hard because you never want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yes, yeah, and I think hard. that's yeah. the I think that's the big thing. Honesty is like something that we all kind of have to work on sometimes because you know we never want to hurt somebody's feelings. You know, so whether telling them like, hey, you know, I believe I don't believe in uh, you know monogamy. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in an open relationship, and you know, you may really like this person and you're afraid to really tell this person that that's what you believe in, mm-hmm. you know? So you just but, do, you just and just so you sit there and you're like, okay, cool, I don't want to tell this person, but I'm just going to go along. And then you find yourself, you know, being unhappy in a relationship and then wind up cheating yeah. instead of just being honest and telling that person. And I think, you know, just being open in the beginning is always great. Um, and I'm speaking, I, I want to speak because I, I have my own issues that I struggle with telling people things that, that may they may not be like oh you know or they may not like or something like that but i'm trying my best to get better at it so i think just really being honest with yourself and being honest with the person because they're either going to fuck with you or they're not going to fuck with you yeah at the end of the day but also with dating in new york i realized that it can be very messy yeah um because people feel like they have to say something Mm -hmm. like you can never just fuck someone and it just be that it's always you know, I fucked this person. I mean, people know about this person. People know about that person. It's just like, damn. Like, I, I understand privacy now. D- dating in New York City, like the 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 treasure of having a private thing and not talking about your relationship or trying not to be open about your relationship with people because though your intentions by saying like, hey, we're dating, is good. There's always someone, people in the woodworks who are ready to deteriorate it because sometimes they like you or they like the other person you know and they just can't bear to see you happy because they're so infatuated with you you know or they're infatuated with the other person or they're just miserable because they can't have it or just nosy (laughs) 
Or they're just nosy. That too. And like for me, dating in New York City is always a, it's always chess, not checkers. Because these people, people switch up so much in their personality. You don't know. You really don't even know who the fuck people are. You know, unless you Google them and LinkedIn them, and then you got to do like throw investigations, Instagrams, even that shit is like all over the place. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just like, damn, you like everybody's fucking picture, and you know everybody, like everybody I know. You go to every event. You know, you don't miss. You know, social media is Instagram is bad. Instagram, Twitter, it's it's bad. And that, like you just said, you know, you sit there and you're like looking and seeing if this person's liking this person and knowing this person. And that can, that is, it's sabotaging. It's it's deteriorating. You know, it, yeah. it really deteriorates that relationship that you're trying to get to know somebody. You know, when you do stuff like that. How do you, how, how do you feel about marriage? Like, do you want to get married? In gay marriage? Um, I do believe in gay marriage. Um, I do believe... Um, I do believe in gay marriage. I do want to get married. Um, I want to have kids. Yes. Okay. Um, that is something that I said I always, always wanted. Um, what do you because, want? Because I took care of my little brothers. My mom took care of my little brothers. So. What do you want uh, for children? Boy, or girl, girl? I want a little girl and I want a little boy. Okay. Um, I want a little girl first though. Um, <laughs> only because my family has nothing but boys, boys. Right. Um, my mom has it's four of us and my my brother has four right you know so it's you know it's nothing but boys that generated my family even like my aunts there it's like there's only like four sets of girls right and the grandkids so it's like ugh, yeah, so we so, want and I, do you think you're, I think your family's probably ready for you I know my family's ready for me to like well they want me to be straight just for a day just to have a kid you know? I, I mean they they my 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 grandmother has asked, like, oh, do you want to have kids and stuff like that? I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to. And my mom always said, like, I said, I'm going to adopt. And she's like, you bet not adopt. <laughs> and so I, w- I won't adopt um, because I do want to have one. I do want to have my own child, blood, and everything. But my second child, I will adopt. Oh, yeah. I can, I can see that. And... I guess my next question for you is like we see your body all the mm-hmm. time. Everybody loves your body. What is your motivation? Like your like, what made you want to be this? Like that's my that's the real question. Like what triggered in your mind saying like I there's a look that I'm going for and I want to obtain that look. I want to be in the best shape of my life. Like what gets you up to want to motivate you to do that? Um. Growing up, I have always been. I was very active as a child. I played, I played basketball. I, I ran track. I played baseball. You want basketball? That's a death. You the. I did. Basketball. Well, you played in high school, right? I played in high school. Yes, and I played. In, sure to tell you, I played in high school. I played in high school. He likes to separate himself from the other kids. I played in high school. I played <laughs> hey, in middle school. You were a cheerleader. I started in middle school, and I also too. I started my seventh grade year, and I was the only seventh grader. It was only two seventh graders, me and this guy named Brandon, and I was the only seventh grader on the basketball team. There was nothing but it was only two of us, and it was the only, uh, nothing but eighth graders. And then I started my eighth grade year, and then I played in um, high school a little bit. Um, before I just started experiencing other things, but uh, I've always been active as a child. Um, I was always thin. I was very skinny, um, but 
always had a nice like you know I was just a skinny like you know skinny, skinny athletic right, little athletic build, built yeah. um and my when I moved to New York City in 2009 my manager took me to my first gym and it was New York Sports Club the first gym I ever went to was in Soho and uh you know he took me to the gym and I didn't I didn't know how to work out at all I t- tr- actually tried to take weightlifting class in the 11th grade and hated it because it was the first it was the first it was my first course of the day and I was like I'm not showering at this fucking school I just was like being a diva and yes so I just didn't do the weightlifting but that was my first time lifting weights and he actually showed me you know how to work out and things like that he had a, he had a great body his name was Pascal and um yeah, respect with that kind of name you would have a great body and his name was his, his body was great <laughs> Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to try to stay committed. And at the time, I was voguing, too. Um, Did that help And all? then I think the voguing, I always tell people, like, the voguing was something that conditioned my body as well. Yeah. Um, it kept me, it kept me slim. It kept me, my muscles tight. Um, and I was struggling between, like, voguing and trying to work out because like, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to lose my flexibility. Um, what do you like more? I I love both. I really do love both. Okay. Um, you know, at, for a while I had gave up on voguing. Um, so what made you come back? What made me come back was oh, issue of match. <laughs> no. <laughs> what what made me no? What made me come back was doing the show and realizing that I had so many people that even if they. Even the old, like it was more so to the older people in the ballroom scene, and some of the new people, like, really was just like, oh my God, like, you Vogue, like, you, you know, we missed you being on the floor. And I think um, that really made me just like realize, like, oh my God, like, I still know how to do this. And like, I can, I can, this is maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I'm supposed to be doing both. Maybe I'm supposed to be doing something that ties fitness and vogue together because this is something that i love doing mm-hmm. um maybe doing a fitness and a voguing boot camp class like That'd some type good. of that probably, you probably, i think that would be very lucrative um like something in that nature like something is steering me to do this and i said you know i can i can why not do just one why do one when you could do both like no one's doing no one's doing that so i you know so that's what i'm currently trying to Infuse and, and navigate, um, but so working fitness, fitness together. together. Um, but you know, fitness is you know it's just something that I watched my body changed over the years. I put Vulcan down for a while, and I really focused on you know working out, <clears throat> meeting different trainers, actually being friends with a lot of trainers, and you know, show they're they're t- showing me things, and I'm learning, mm-hmm. um, reading books, and I just really learned everything like on my own some things they taught me some things I learned on my own it's very crazy because when I met you even then they were saying like you you were so proud of yourself then of your body mm-hmm. because it was the best shape that you had ever been at that time sure was. so now like you're even in better shape it's like it's really weird because it's just like when you see someone in shape already and then they get in better shape when they're already in shape because you don't think that there's anything. It's like, what else can you do? Yeah. What else more do you want? What, what, yeah, what do you want? What else do you want to do? So, like, you started, you, you got bigger because you were slimmer, mm-hmm. right? 
So how much you gain? Like you look like you gain like, at least like like fifteen twenty pounds of muscle. I gained about like 10, 15 pounds of muscle. Right. Um. Right now, when I was at when when I first started working out, I was about like one eighty. Like I was actually, what probably early two thousand and let's say early two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. I maybe was like one hundred and seventy five pounds. Okay. Towards two thousand <clears throat> three years after that. I was about like 185. Okay. I went from 185 to 205. Where are you now? I'm 205. You're 205. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's all solid muscle. I have about 4% body fat. Oh, good for you. Um, which is she amazing. She works out for circuit parties. She works out for nothing else but a circuit um, party. <clears throat> I work out. <laughs> I work out because I want to look good. Like, <clears throat> I realized that. This is honest because people lie and be like, "Oh, I work out because I want to because I want to be healthy." Like, um, no, I work out. I want to work out. I want to work out because I want to look good. I work out because it's not only because I want to look good; it makes me feel good. Yeah, Um, mentally. Um, for me, it's more of a therapeutic thing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I I know that I don't work out, I know that my day is sometimes if I don't work out three days in a row, my day is kind of like a little. Yeah, off. Like off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's why I wake up at six thirty in the morning, and I'm at the gym at seven, which takes a lot of discipline, you know, to wake up in the morning. Most people work out at evening. Like you know, house. Um, house. He, you leave when he leaves, and <laughs> when he leave, you leave when he leaves, for the most part. Especially with, when you tell him you want to work out, and you want to go to the gym, you're gonna go with him. So he's like, "All right, so you're getting up at six thirty. And it's like, but you, we don't go to sleep until one, one, one o'clock. So we have five and a half hours of sleep. I'm always late. So you can tell me 630. I'm always waking up at seven, right? For some reason, I get dressed fast when I'm at your house. So like, I literally get dressed in like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. right? So, so by like 710, we're out by, so we're in the gym by 730. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's very disciplined. He's a good teacher when it comes to like, working out because he's personable he's funny and well also we're friends so it's like it's a little bit different but it's just like i don't feel too pressured to look like how i want to look and especially after going to um alegria alegria Mm -hmm. i'm just like i'm working out for circuit parties now that's what i'm working out for it it took one time bitch i would never let it go girl you don't work out out. you work out because you want to work out you know I work out to, you know, I've I, I seen people and, you know, I, I went out to parties. I see mm-hmm. guys with nice bodies over the years. And, you know, as you get, as you start seeing the results, even if you didn't go to a circuit party, when you start seeing results in anything that you do, you're going to want to keep doing it. You're addicted to it. You start but getting addicted. Also, but also people tell you, I think that's also a motivational part too. Oh, when they tell you like, wow, you look at, like I remember people tell them now like, like I said, three years ago, they said, wow, you're in like the best shape in your life, right? Now he's even bigger. And it's just giving like, wow, you're really in like the best shape. Like you're really like, what are you doing? Like it's fucking amazing. It's, it's you know, it's it's great. Um, I would never thought that I would be like in this shape. I hope I stay in this shape forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I try to really make sure that I take care of my, my, myself and my body. Try not to go out and party as much because the bitch is getting old and it does catch up to you. Ooh, like 27? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little older than that. A little older? Okay. But uh, for She's the most part, She's still you know, for the most part, you know, making sure you're taking your vitamins, make sure that you're taking care of your body, mm-hmm. you know, meditation, yoga. Um, I, I love anything that's, that's, I've always loved being active. Like, I've never been a person that just sits at home. Like, sitting at home for me is like, ugh, even today, like, it was great resting and stuff like that. I, I cleaned my apartment. I, I actually had like little lunch in my apartment. I laid down. It, it was a resting, but I got up. I was like, okay, cool. Now it's time to go outside. Mm-hmm. I've always been a person. I love being outdoors. I love being active. Yeah, you so I think yeah. for me, you know, that, you know, working out is something that, that helps me, you know, continue to be active. So I think, I think that's good because being active like you're i know you'd be active so like you're the one who's especially like last year's like bitch get a bike i would do four things and like i my schedule i can do like four things and be like not tired but i'm the person that's not the person oh i can only commit to two things i would try to do everything in one day and every in one day yeah me too me too gym go get a haircut go work out then go do a podcast and then go do this i even try to fit i got some scruff appointments and I'm trying to that I want to make, you know, today. Okay. But the time goes by so fast. I don't got time to go and see the girls today. So it won't be today. It'll be tomorrow. I'll keep rescheduling. Well, you just make your time. Now speaking of scruff, how do you feel about how do you feel about dating apps and 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 anything? I mean, I can't have Grinder. I'm banned. I think everybody knows I'm banned from Grinder on my phone currently. So I'm working on getting a new phone just for me to have Grinder or just an iPad. <sighs> Take a sip of water on that one. <laughs> um, what do I think about the apps? You know, I don't think anything of the apps. I really used to, you know. Have you ever, okay, have you ever used the apps hoping that you would? Find someone and date them and be, get in a relationship. Yeah, I have. I've dated a few people on the apps. Mm-hmm. Um, my my last boyfriend I met on the apps. Um, and I remember I met him on an afternoon hookup. Um, I was rushing to the gym and was just wanted to release before I went to the gym. <laughs> and I met him and I invited him over. And I don't know, like I... I opened the door and I just felt this connection. Like I don't know, like it. I don't know. I just felt this connection. You he guys was, have a conversation. Like, he was, was so it cute. Like it, I was like, I was attracted to the way he looked mm-hmm. and like his presence. Um, he t- he didn't talk too much. Um, he didn't. I was I was reeling it out of him. But I think for me, that even that even made it more intriguing. Uh, yeah, you know him. Okay. Okay. Russian. Um, so, you know, for me, it was one of the things I was like, I want to know more about this guy because something's just mysterious. Something's very mysterious. Yeah. I mean, I found out a lot. Yeah. Europeans have a lot of, it's really weird. I'm just about to drink this. Europeans have that charm about them. I mean, I talked to somebody from Georgia, which is right next to Russia and you know, literally like neighbors, like he speaks Russian. Yeah, Russian. Mm -hmm. And there's a charm. He had this. Yes. He had this. It's an aggressive, um, I don't know how to explain it. They are individuals who are very much who they are, right? And to try to get them to do anything they don't want to do or something they're not used to, it's like pulling teeth. But when they do it, it is in a sense of like, 
it's it they they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. They appreciate what you he, did for them. Yeah. He was he was an amazing person. Like he was an you know he was an amazing person. We shared some great times together. Um, yeah, I met him on the app, and it was it was strange for both of us because I don't think he wanted. He, I don't think he wanted a relationship, but I did. But I think he liked me because he did. I think he liked me too, but he was just trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. And I broke that wall down, and he. And he came. And he came. You know, he came around, and he really, really fell in love with me. And I, I was in love with him too, but unfortunately. I rushed into a relationship. You think it was rushing? I felt like that was such a long thing. I dated for him for a year. We dated for a year you, and some change. Yeah, it was like, it just seemed like it was longer. Like, and you were clearly, you clearly liked him and he clearly liked you. It was very, that was very obvious. I think, I think for me it was, you know, I was in one relationship and I, I got in one, I got out of a relationship to get back in a relationship. Yeah, because you get used to it. And it was, I don't know if it was the companionship that I needed. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. I, when I you need leave, it. When you leave something, right, and you're so used to that, it's even the option that you can be clingy, right? Yeah. You can be all up under somebody because you want to, because they're always available for you to do that, right? Mm-hmm. When that shit stops, it's like, or you, the connection is lost, it's like you try to find it in someone else as soon as possible. Because you still kind of, it's like a high. Like, you you enjoy the company. You enjoy company. I enjoyed his company. And, you know, I think also, too, like, we were amazing friends. Like, we were we were, yeah. we were were friends before we started, like, you know, like, we, we would hang out. He would come over. Like, you know, we would, we would play around. And, you know, we would go out to clubs together. He would look at guys. I would look at guys. We'll talk about guys together. You know, we did the gym together. We, you know, it, we did everything, but we didn't have a relationship. And I thought that was cool. And I think soon when that word, I think sometimes soon when we put those titles on, those titles on, and those titles apparently come with, you know, all these different things that are aligned with relationships right. and the commitment. And, all, and it just started feeling, it starts to feel like pressure. Yeah. You know, it really starts to feel like pressure. It starts to feel like work. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it and at is, the moment, and like, you know, the moment you don't answer the phone call, you know, it's like, right. oh, what are you doing? And the, so that's where these yeah. things start to create versus, you know, when you're really not, there's no commitment and you don't answer your phone. It's like, it's okay, cool. I don't answer my phone. It's like, all right. Girl, you know, you sometimes you still got the people like, why you didn't answer my phone? But it's like, bitch, we I together. get very much why didn't you answer my phone call. But, you know, <laughs> I think, I think I enjoyed, I enjoyed our friendship more than anything. And I realized that halfway through our relationship and, and as I started to, you know, do step out and look, look at other things and other opportunities. Um, and he was doing what he wanted to do and I was doing what I wanted to do. And I just thought it was like best that we So when, split. how long, so what swoos Diego? Like what is your... Because I'll be honest, you guys, from what I see, this man has no fucking type. So anybody can shoot their fucking shot for the most part. Bitch, I do have a type. Girl, he has a type when he's on a relationship. But, like, when he is, like, his, in my opinion, his choices of guys, you know, are very different. Like, one of them, each one of them look different than the other completely. (laughs) They're built different. They're shaped different. 
every single last one of them. But when he likes you, he likes you. It's like that is very true. I don't. When I get to know somebody, like I have different, I have different tastes, and like I really look at people for who they are and who I connect with, mm-hmm. who understands me. Um, you know, it's very, it's for me, it's like it's very easy to look at me and be like, okay, cool, he has a nice body, you know, or you know, I want somebody that to really, really understand me, somebody that. I can like talk about my upbringing and right. bring them around like you know if they if they never you know they grew up one way we all come from different places you right. know in different backgrounds in life and you know what you may be what you were taught may be something different from what I'm taught so if I can if I can educate you and you can educate me we can share those things and I can be like okay no you come into the fucking hood mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck okay, and you, you come into the hood and you're gonna walk in the hood and this you is and you and you yeah, make and you may make that person feel uncomfortable, you know, be going to your family's cookout and only being the only white person there. I so what? If you fuck with me, you fuck with me, and that's how I, I really when I date somebody, I really try to figure out who really like fucks but with it's, me. It's very funny that you even say that because I realize when you date outside of your race, people who are outside of your race automatically assume that you should feel comfortable going to their thing. But when you go to the black thing, it's like you almost have to like explain. Like, it's not what you think, or it might be what you think, but why not? You know, we have to have those conversations, especially if you're dating, you know, outside your race. It's it's one of those things. Again, you know, like, I've dated guys who were Indian. I dated guys who, you know, were Russian, and, you know, their families, you know, didn't accept them for who they were, mm-hmm. you know. I've dated all types of guys across the board, and... I find it interesting, you know, you find, you get to know people, you get to know how people are raised and things like that, and that, it tells a lot about the person. No, it does, it does tell a lot about you, but it also, what, what, I feel like it, it gives you, the way you look into it, and like, even how I look into it, I look into it as like, um, very open-minded. I'm not really thinking about race. No, I, I, I don't really look at, you know, I really don't look at race sometimes but I feel like they have to when they're, when they're they, especially when you're taking somebody black like you have to look at race yeah you, right? you can't like you can't I, I, I and I don't feel wrong for not looking at race because me looking because I feel like I'm not I'm not bitter against any race I, I don't I don't think anything about race I think about the love connection right however when somebody dates outside their race, usually, especially when they date black men, especially, right? There's a there's a um, a stigma with it where it comes fetishy, right? Um, and which deals with race. And I was just explaining that to the guy I talked to now about like, cause his friend had made a comment about like, you know, but I felt like he didn't know how the, he didn't know the right word to use because he's still learning, right? And he's like, yeah, cause black men are like fetish. For me, and I was just sitting there like, <laughs> you know, girl, like, no, we can't do that's not that. But then he was like, no, he really does think like, I said, but that's not okay to think that. Yeah. Like, you can't be out here just going, moving to Brooklyn because there's a bunch of black dick and that's all you want to, you want to fuck, right? And when you're, I feel like there's a, you deal with a lot being black, dating, dating outside of your race from 
people who are black. Yeah, you have black men, you know, too, that are, you know, that only deal with, like, white men. Um, unfortunately, it's the same thing. You know, uh, so we can't, like so we can't, like, I try not to pinpoint that because I used to think, like, oh, well, white guys really have, you know, this whole thing of, like, black guys and, you know, big black dick and it's this whole, it's this all this, but it's, you know, you really have to, st- as I got older and I started educating myself and I started really, like, dating and, like, really talking and having these conversations, I right. understood, like, you know, it's almost the same thing, you know, a black guy looking for a white guy to, to date. You know, I have friends that think that I only really like white guys, and that's not their truth. Always, I like, yeah, I like all types of guys. Just unfortunately, a lot of the black guys that I'm attracted to, they, they don't, they don't get that I'm attracted to them, or they it just goes over their head, yeah. or they think that I, oh, he won't be attracted to me, and I'm like, yeah, I am. Or maybe you don't always fit the black idea mark. Does that make sense? That like that. you don't fit the like I know sometimes I don't fit the black mark for some things like and I'm okay with that like I'm not gonna be this I feel like sometimes they want this Ja Rule or they want 50 Cent and they want the aggression and all that and I just don't do that that's not me like Mm -hmm. I have no problem talking properly being articulate being smart watching CNN um, MSNBC and having a conversation with you and have to say, I don't have to say nigga in every fucking sentence and I don't have to curse in every sentence yeah. if that's what you're looking for that's not me and I'm okay with that mm-hmm. right but what what contradicts it sometimes is like on my Instagram how I look and how I dress so if I dress like a rapper from a video they're gonna assume that I that's how I would act mm-hmm. and I come back totally different yep. and for them sometimes it could be very disappointing like they're trying to mix things. I mean, I do it all the time when I see big ass men who have these high pitched voices and they're just the biggest queens. But when they stand still, it's like I don't know. That's how I am. Like girl, like I just be like, it pisses me off sometimes. I be like, because literally, I'm attracted to masculinity. Mm-hmm. So feminine anything for the most part, other than me, I, I I lose that kind of sexual attraction to them because it's just like it's, it. Sometimes it can be too much for me. I think you know. But I'm not on there looking for masks for masks. Like, like you, you know, the community. Yeah, the community. Like, and that's that's the issue with the community. You know, everybody's searching for this whole masculine thing. It's like, what is what is how does masculine look? Mm-hmm. How what does that Who's look the pinnacle like? Idea of ma- Mas- who, is, who do we look yeah, towards for like, masculine? What is what is that? Because like, I can open up my door with some basketball shorts and pretend like I'm masculine and chow. <laughs> Send you right, fuck you, and send you right out my house, and then go and put some heels, put some heels on, and wear walk around the house and do single ladies. Okay. (laughs) So like, you know, what is mass for mass? Like, we have to like stop with this whole thing. People that actually, I found that people that actually like do that, they're really looking for. They're they're very feminine. Yes. And they're looking for a masculine. Masculine is a feminine trait. Yeah, they (laughs) no, it is. And they're looking for that because they want to feel... It's just the idea... I was talking about this to somebody yesterday. They were like, what's the evacuation of DL? Right? DL guys. He's like, there is none. I said, actually, there is. And I'll tell you what the, the infatuation is with the DL men, which is why I don't go for it. The infatuation is that as a gay male who may be feminine in some ways, they love the experience of someone having this, this masculine dominance over them, almost like where they feel like a female. When they're being fucked, right? They want that aggression. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is that when it's all fucking done, 
it stops there. The protection and the idea of this man who will protect you leaves the door and leaves every, the condom and everything that he left in the house with you. So now you're stuck there, stuck in your mind, thinking about this individual for days mm -hmm. because how he made you feel in that moment. And they honestly would kill you if you even ran up to them in the street. That's just the reality of what it is. So there is, a, there is something about masculine energy that, of course, attracts a lot of gay men. And, you know, sometimes you really try to, you get excited when you do see it in the, in the community. Or you yeah. get excited when you see the the um, the straight guy come out, you know. Because but then it's just like, girl, make sure you don't keep around excuse me, the girls because they he will come from yo what's up to kicking and the gag is, and you know what I mean. And that's what that's what it gets. You they they end up finding the right people, and that's what happens. Yeah. So. But that's what they wanted to be the whole time. No, that's what they wanted to be the entire time. Like. I do a segment on the show called No Homo, right? And in the No Homo section, um, I talk about current events that happen in the gay community. And I said to this on Twitter, you were in one of the spaces, you know, mm -hmm. last week when you do my hair, that the baby, Lil Bootsy, are perfect examples of, in my opinion, men who wish they can do and be as free as gay people if they are not gay themselves. Yeah. Now, you're not going to sit here and tell me that I don't think... I think Lil Bootsy might be gay. I think the baby is fighting some inner... I feel like you're always fighting something when you get so offended when it's unprovoked. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's my thing. But like India said, you know, we don't know how they grew up. We, we you know, we may... For all we know, they may have grown up like, you know, that video that was heartbreaking. Seeing that little boy, you know, that family... You know, shaving his head and saying, "Oh, you you know, you want to be gay and all that stuff." Like that's how they may have grown up, yeah. and that's what happens. You know, when you sit there and you force the masculinity or you force this masculinity on, you know, these these young kids that may not really know what they're doing at the moment. Who's to say that? Because as adults, you're, you adults know, are looking at that way. Kids don't know what the fuck, fuck masculinity, the feminine is. is. You know, they just being kids. Yeah, they're just being kids, like. But I, I remember seeing it though with my cousins. You know, right? And, it's, and it's, they'd be like, damn, you act like a little bitch or you act like a little punk or sister. Yeah, you know, and you know, it would come from adults. Yeah. And then that would be bestowed on. I didn't know what a fucking faggot was. And I didn't know what none is, of that stuff meant until I heard it from an adult. That mouth. stuff is embedded in little kids. And then you have these little kids that really grow up and they're like, okay, cool. I know I can't be this because I used to get my ass beat for this mm -hmm. or I can't be myself. And then. You know, they actually when you can't be yourself and you see somebody else being yourself being their self and living you. free, you know, it really it builds up in anger. Resentment, yeah. It's it in does. resentment and you start hating yourself and also to hating other people. Yeah, and with that you end up losing endorsements, lose <laughs> deals <laughs> and you can't perform. Cause and every day I wake up, gladly the baby is losing opportunities every fucking day I wake up and money. Yeah. I mean like at this point I bad. he should just you know, just cancel itself out, bitch. Because I—I I mean, I've never seen someone who I thought R. Kelly was bad with losing shit, but like I've never seen someone in my life lose so much consistently. And it's like this idea of like, oh, he's so relevant. That's why you know they're using it for bitch. They that those places were already tickets were sold and it was sold out before he is not headlining. 
It's not like you know, he's making it seem like he's Beyonce, Beachella, or like this Frank Ocean. You know, Frank Ocean's supposed to headline. Um, I forgot something. Coachella, Coachella right? For the next, the next one, and it's just giving like the baby was not. Lil Boosie isn't headlining. He 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 will never headline, girl. <laughs> His career is so far down the drain. He can only headline for Planet Fitness at this point, and they've already kicked his ass out of there uh, on camera. Wait, she got kicked out of Planet Fitness? Yeah, so the first time he was talking about, um, who's, what's, uh, Zaya, the, 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 the girl, um, Gabriel Union's daughter, right? I, Planet Fitness, they went up to him, because he recorded it, of them kicking him out. They said, listen, you can't be in here. Like, you're very judgmental. This is the judge-free zone. And, like, your ideas. And these are the workers there. This is not even coming from corporate. These are the people who work there. And they so, like, you don't feel comfortable with you being here. Especially, thinking about Planet Fitness. There's all types of people work at Planet Fitness. You have to go. He's on, <laughs> he's on his fucking live. Yo, Planet Fitness, kick me out of here, man. Dog, they don't kick me out of here. Like, I can't even be freedom of speech. That's not freedom of speech. You giving misinformation. You go to Planet it, Fitness, sis? Yeah, he was going to Planet Fitness, and that was even before he said what he said. Mm, that's what I'm saying, girl. Nothing wrong with Planet Fitness. The girls go to Planet Fitness, but they only work on one top part of their body, girl, because they have chicken legs like shit, girl. All the girls <laughs> are big up top and small on the bottom, bitch. And that's facts. And I mean, like, all you have to do is walk into the Washington Heights one and you will see nothing but little legs and big bodies up top. Not little legs, big bodies. Little legs, you know what they give. But that's basically that. So it's about that time we want to thank Mr. Diego Miyaki. Thank you for having me on here. I'll definitely be. And no short and no shorts like you were supposed to today but the girls came in tired you know, acting like she had, she couldn't do anything. She didn't even come dressed properly. I said, bring Jordans, socks. You have the right socks. I have my Nike socks. Yeah, my Nike socks. Briefs. That's my fault because I was supposed to buy the briefs. I didn't buy the briefs. But mm-hmm. I will buy the briefs next time. Yes. The next one, I would definitely be in the right attire. Which would be no attire. Okay. But sneakers and socks. And, and my body would be different because that will also be in sneaker socks and no underwear. At least, in my life, at least he's in Supreme, though. Yes, he's also Thank in, you. Yes, he's in Supreme. So, you know, he is the Supreme, you know, the reigning Supreme. <laughs> Thank you. Let me just put my, throw my hair throw back. Throw your hair back, bitch. Your, <laughs> your lace, like your good lace, girl. No, thank you for having me. This has been a awesome few topics we have touched on. Yes, you see how smooth it is when you talk about podcasting. You're so worried about what we were talking, talking about. about. I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? It just happens naturally. Next, And we'll have alcohol. We're going to the gym after this, so like, there's a reason yeah. why we weren't drinking and shit like that. So, you guys, be blessed, and remember, stay safe.